This is episode 307 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to the To Birth and Beyond podcast, or if you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's Anita here. If you're pregnant, if you're planning to be pregnant or work with pregnant clients, this episode is for you. So a question I often get asked by new clients or online is, what is the best way to prepare for birth, including my pelvic floor, and even what is birth prep? So I thought I would do an episode on the seven steps you'll want to know to help you best connect your pelvic floor, as well as address pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, be fully mentally and physically prepared for birth, including your pelvic floor, and to prepare ahead for your postpartum recovery. Without up-to-date knowledge and relying on bits and pieces of info from your family, from friends, from social media or just relying on your care provider to provide all the education you need for your pelvic floor, but also for birth, it makes it really challenging to navigate how to address pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy and how to actually feel confident heading into birth because you aren't really aware of options or strategies to use. And if you're currently pregnant or you have been pregnant, I want you to think about it. Has your care provider mentioned anything about the pelvic floor in pregnancy or talked about preparing for birth? It's really common that none of this will get brought up aside from maybe do Kegels. And even then, nothing really about how to connect to your pelvic floor is explained. And when it comes to birth prep, typically it's a question around 37 weeks of if you have any questions around labor. So piecing together A few things about the pelvic floor or labor from social media doesn't really give you that step-by-step guidance to prepare and can leave you feeling confused on what to do next to feel confident heading into birth. And you may have found that traditional childbirth classes that are through your local public health unit or hospital can give you some basic knowledge around parts of labor but doesn't leave you or your partner feeling fully prepared for labor and pushing or anything about your pelvic floor. I saw this myself and so do all of my physio clients and many who've gone through my bump to birth method online program. You don't get support or reminders to practice things at home, to review videos and get your questions answered beyond the time you spend in that course. So one way to look at it is think of preparing for birth like preparing for a marathon or any race. Having a training plan makes a big difference for race day. So cross-training with strength training as well as mobility exercises actually helps your running on race day. You aren't in control of all the factors like weather on race day, but you can physically and mentally prepare ahead. Things like training in the rain or wind, 
to know how your body needs to adapt or checking out the race route before race day so you know the terrain as well as where the hills are so you're not completely blindsided the day of or practice running close to other people or preparing ahead on how much water or nutritional snacks you need on race day to keep your energy levels up. All of this is the same for birth. Yes, you can't control everything in birth, but you can be prepared with strategies and options which will help you navigate different situations that may come up in labor and will help you make informed choices that feel best for you and for baby. Eight years ago, when I was heading into my second trimester in my first pregnancy, I was deep into working as a perinatal public health physiotherapist and had done physio doula training. But I know if I hadn't, I would have done hundreds of Kegels a day. I wouldn't have known what exercises to do to prepare my body for birth or the best questions to discuss with my care provider, as well as I wouldn't have known how to mentally prepare for birth or how to minimize tearing. And I went to a ton of childbirth classes because I love soaking up this knowledge. And I really wanted to see, like, what were my clients learning in these prenatal classes? And what I noticed right away that was missing was any accurate information about the pelvic floor in pregnancy or in preparation for birth and nothing about pushing options or how to minimize tearing. Basically, just told to do Kegels maybe perineal massage, but no guidance or information on how to find your pelvic floor. And then after having comfortable and active pregnancies and positive birth experience with my daughter, and then three years later with my son, I decided that enough was enough. And this information needed to be available, not just to my one-to-one -one physiotherapy clients in clinic, but anyone who is pregnant around the world needs this information that is rarely talked about. So now my mission is to help you stop dealing with pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, be more physically and mentally prepared for birth, including how to prepare for a smoother postpartum recovery. So if you want a simpler way of doing this, you're in the right place and you're going to want to tune in to these seven steps. These are the steps I walk through with my physiotherapy clients in clinic, but that I also use to create my Bumped Birth Method online program. So you'll want to listen to be sure you take these steps as well, however you decide to prepare for birth and for postpartum. So step one is understand how your body changes in pregnancy and learn helpful postures to support these changes, plus how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core so you can feel more supported all the way until birth. And this is referring to beyond traditional Kegels. So one of the things is, Many are just told to do Kegels, and with that little information, many aren't actually connecting properly to their pelvic floor, because most aren't even told where your pelvic floor is. Like, I want you to think about it. Maybe you've learned through the podcast, or maybe you've gone through my masterclass, or maybe through Instagram, thrown in my posts. But many aren't actually taught where their pelvic floor muscles are and actually how to connect to them. And it's not your fault. It's like I said, so many are not actually told anything about these muscles. And when you just get told to do Kegels, you might just think of just squeezing whatever you can at the bottom of your pelvis. And you may not actually be finding your pelvic floor muscles. And why does this even matter? The thing is, we know with pelvic floor muscle training in pregnancy, it's been shown to help prevent and manage leaking pee in pregnancy. 
And I've seen this daily in clinic with my clients and those going through bump to birth that learning how to connect to your pelvic floor can make such a difference in being able to stop leaking pee at any point in pregnancy, even in your third trimester, along with supporting your pelvic organs, helping with prolapse symptoms if you're experiencing any. And so you want to know how to more effectively connect to your pelvic floor outside of traditional Kegels. And this involves how to engage and relax your pelvic floor with your breath and not just clench and hold these muscles. When it comes to birth, you also want to know how to just focus on that relaxation component of your pelvic floor. Think of opening the door for baby to exit. During labor and pushing, it's all about how to lengthen, relax, and let go of tension within the pelvic floor. Now, if you're wondering about getting started on this part of how to connect to your pelvic floor in pregnancy, one way is to sign up for my free prenatal pelvic floor masterclass that is on demand, and I walk you through part of this step one. So where your pelvic floor is, how it works with the rest of your core, how to do what I call the core canister breath. So that's engaging and relaxing the pelvic floor with your breath and the flower bloom breath. That is the breath to use for pelvic floor tension, but also for labor. And I'll make sure to leave the link in the notes in case you do want to check out the masterclass. Step two is learn strategies and exercises for common pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy so that you can have a more comfortable pregnancy. Now, once you've learned step one about connecting your breath with the pelvic floor, then you're ready to learn some specific strategies for each type of pain and pelvic floor symptom. And some include exercises, some include strategies in the moment that can help with what you're doing. So for example, when it comes to coughing and sneezing and leaking pee at the same time, there is a specific strategy, a three-step strategy that I teach that involves taking pressure off the pelvic floor and getting the pelvic floor to engage quicker. Now, for other symptoms that you might be experiencing, incorporating whole body mobility and strength exercises not only helps you feel more comfortable in pregnancy, but also prepares your body for birth. So that may include bringing those pelvic floor exercises in with other movements. So just doing the pelvic floor exercises, let's say lying on your back, won't necessarily change symptoms you're having. For example, leaking pee when you're walking or when you're squatting or prolapse symptoms when you're doing a certain type of movement. We do need to incorporate the breath and the pelvic floor into whole body movements to really see a change in those types of symptoms. Step three is understand how to address your fears and concerns about birth and how to make informed decisions during labor so you can be mentally prepared for birth plus be actively involved with your birth versus feeling that birth is happening to you. So this is a key part around the mental prep when it comes to birth. So what strategies will help you stay in the zone during labor? How to ask questions and what questions to ask, both at your prenatal appointments, but also in labor. So I find rather than just waiting until you're in labor to ask questions, I find it's actually more helpful to be discussing these things ahead of time in your prenatal appointments. And it's really never too early to start asking questions about labor. You can ask in your very first question, which depending on your care provider, they might say, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about this later. 
But I always want you to remember you are the one most impacted by your pregnancy experience, by your birth experience, and by your postpartum recovery. So to know you can ask questions at any point, never feel that it's too early or too late to ask questions. You can always ask questions and your care provider should be there to support you in helping you understand options and should be supporting what you're looking for in terms of preferences and around your birth experience. When it comes to birth fears, this can actually lead to tension in our body, which can contribute to our pain experience in labor. And so this is why addressing fears ahead of time can make such a difference in your birth. Some have heard of the fear tension pain cycle, and that's exactly what I'm referring to. So it's very cyclical of how each can lead to the next. And so that's where I find, again, starting to address any fears around birth, but also around pregnancy and also around postpartum recovery. Really, really helpful to start addressing that early on. And there's many ways you can do that, whether it's with your care provider, with your partner, um, with a, another health professional. There's so many ways to start moving through these fears so that again it's not you're not coming head on with these fears for the first time when you're actually in birth because being able to release those or having options on how you'll work through them if they do come up is again going to help your body be more relaxed going into labor which actually can help with labor progress step four is learn about the stages of labor as well as grounding and relaxation strategies for labor, both for unmedicated and medicated births, plus how to create your own birth preferences so, so that you go into birth feeling calm and prepared. And this is key. So knowing options regardless of your preference for birth. So whether you're planning a home birth, at a birth center, at a hospital, whether you're preferring an epidural or a physiological unmedicated birth, this also includes learning about interventions like induction and cesarean birth. It's uncommon for much about either of these to be explained about ahead of time, which can then add to many feelings that may come up when either is recommended. So again, it goes back to what I've talked about in a previous step, learning about options and strategies and the evidence around those as well ahead of time. So knowing strategies really for all the scenarios can help you feel more prepared, less stressed, and actually excited about giving birth. I know you may be listening and being like, can you actually be excited to give birth? And I hear this all the time from my physio clients, but also I get messages from those who've gone through bump to birth. And this really happens when you feel fully mentally and physically prepared. You feel informed about all of the things that may came, come up during labor, that you feel like you have options, that you feel that you're supported, it's really possible to actually feel excited for birth. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you may have heard a previous birth story we had on. Um, it was Emily's birth story. And if you're new to the podcast, it can be a good one to go listen to. We've had a number of birth story podcasts, so all of them are amazing. Emily's comes to mind right now because she had a very calm, unexpected car birth. And you'll hear in her birth story 
She didn't feel panicky at all during any of it. She felt very in tune with her body. And she said it was because of how prepared she felt going into birth when it came to pushing the fetal ejection reflex was happening. She knew what her body was doing. She understood what her baby was doing and she was able to breathe and calmly move through labor and through her birth. So I highly recommend going and checking out uh, Emily's episode if you haven't yet. Step five is understand all the options surrounding pushing including timing. For example, your body isn't necessarily ready to push just because you're 10 centimeters dilated and the types of pushing. So you don't necessarily have to be holding your breath as well as pushing position options and how to minimize tearing. And I'd also say pushing or being knowledgeable about pushing also includes around understanding interventions like episiotomies, forceps and vacuum. Some hear that these interventions don't really happen anymore and they still do. They should only be used in very rare circumstances. And so it can be helpful again to be speaking to your care provider or your care provider team ahead of time to understand how often are these interventions used, when are they used, and your partner understanding about these interventions as well. It's just something, again, if you're someone who, like a lot of my clients and those who joined Bump to Birth, and myself included, this is the same way I was going into my two births, is you want to be very informed around different situations that may come up, different recommendations that may come up, and the evidence around those interventions as well. And I find many of my moms who are expecting for the second and third time that I see in clinic or who joined Bump to Birth... One of their main goals is they want to be more prepared for pushing options this time. And for my first time moms, they will sometimes hear from friends that their friends had wished they had known more about pushing ahead of time. So the first time moms want to be much more prepared heading into it. And it's important to know that when it comes to pushing, there are many other options and pushing doesn't necessarily need to look like what we see in the movies and in TV shows because it is rare that we're going to other people's births. Like previously, you would go to your cousin's birth, your aunt's birth, maybe see a sibling being born. That that was very common and it's much less common now. So we're really not seeing birth play out um, other than if we seek out birth videos. So pushing is something that there are so many options around that that many don't realize going into birth. And this also includes if you have an epidural, you don't have to only be in one position and push a certain way with an epidural. So this is something that I find many find helpful to know about ahead of time. Step six is understand strategies for how your partner can best support you so you both feel more confident about labor and pushing before your birthday arrives. Now, take a moment to think about it right now. And if you're pregnant, is your partner prepared to support you in labor or do you want them to be more prepared? I find partners don't really realize how much their support can make a difference in your birth experience. There is lots they can do to help, whether it's hands-on strategies like double hip squeezes, sacral pressure, 
acupressure, but also if you don't want those hands-on strategies. Like sometimes in labor, we don't want anyone touching us or anyone near us, and there's still things they can do to support you. Things like keeping you hydrated, making sure you go pee, helping you change labor positions. And one of the most important parts is them knowing about your birth preferences and again, for them to know how to ask questions and what questions to ask your birth team in labor, which can help you make an informed decision with any suggestion that's brought up. I based the partner labor prep workshop inside my Bumped Birth Method online program around the partner labor prep sessions I do one-to-one with my prenatal physio clients. And I have to say, I am always impressed with how much partners want to know in terms of how they can support you in labor. So step seven is around understanding how to prepare for your recovery ahead of birth, plus learn strategies to help you recover and reconnect to your pelvic floor and core during those first six weeks after birth. Now, everything you've learned in the previous steps actually is part of giving you that head start on connecting to your pelvic floor postpartum, plus knowing what types of support can be helpful for you not just for your physical, but for your mental and emotional recovery is really key. So I received a message from a first-time mom who is currently inside my Bumped Birth Method online program. I got this message just before recording this episode, and she said, thank you for including this information in the program because it's exactly what she wanted to learn. She had often heard, you know, prepare for postpartum and the conversation ends there which doesn't dive into what is helpful to know ahead and how to prepare ahead of time. Now, you're likely listening to this podcast today because you want to connect better to your pelvic floor and pregnancy beyond Kegels, which can help you have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy. And you want a simpler way to feel prepared for labor without spending hours piecing together videos and information online so you can finally feel calm and confident heading into birth. And here's the thing, I want you to remember, everything I've shared with you today isn't some random theory, some idea I think might work for you. Everything I walked you through today works. It worked for me, it's worked for my clients, and my bumped birth students, who all started in a similar spot that you are right now. I'm not special, and they aren't special. We all have busy lives, some have toddlers running circles around them if it's a subsequent birth, some are juggling moving, house renos, and work. And if they can do it, I am confident that you can prepare this way too. You already know that you can achieve a more comfortable pregnancy and actually feel prepared physically and mentally for birth as long as you have accountability and support and a plan to follow. So you're really halfway there. Now you have a choice. You can continue doing what you've been doing and trying to figure out how to connect to your pelvic floor, piece together information about preparing for birth from YouTube and blogs and books, or you can choose to use a proven method and have that support so you can get to your goal. Remember, the choice is yours. You need to figure out what works best for you and how you can feel the most prepared. You've learned helpful information with these seven steps today to get you started. And my job is to give you the right information so that you can achieve a more comfortable pregnancy and feel prepared for birth. If getting step-by-step guidance to address or get ahead of pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, prepare mentally and physically for birth, including your pelvic floor and minimizing tearing, 
your partner knowing how to support you during birth, plus how to navigate your six weeks postpartum for a smoother recovery is important to you, then I'd love to invite you to join me and many other expecting moms in my Bumped Birth Method online program. It includes the same strategies I use with my prenatal clients in clinic. Hundreds of expecting moms and professionals have gone through Bump to Birth, and it's now in its 2.0 version. Bump to Birth is really three programs in one. It covers pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, so you're the most prepared you can be. And it's on demand, so you go through at your own pace from the comfort of your own home, and you also get access to all the future updates. Many who've joined have now used it for more than one pregnancy. And if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out, there is a new birth ball bonus training specifically for in pregnancy to help with aches and pains and prepare your body for birth that will be added to the program within the next couple of weeks. I walk you through all of this step by step. You'll not only learn what to do, but how to do it and simple ways to implement these strategies because after working with hundreds of pregnant clients and my own experiences, the more effective way to stop or get ahead of pain and pelvic floor symptoms and feel confident, calm, and prepared for birth is to practice the strategies you learn, know what to ask your care provider before labor, how to talk to your partner about birth before you give birth, plus learning how to navigate your postpartum before you even get there. You also receive bonuses within Bump to Birth, including an affirmation meditation track, which everyone uses in the program because it includes flower bloom reminders. So you listen to it in pregnancy while you're falling asleep or during a relaxing part of your day. Then you turn it back on in labor and go back into that deep state of relaxation. I used a similar one in my first birth because this one didn't exist yet. And if you listen to Caitlin's birth story from a previous podcast episode, she used this meditation track and other relaxation strategies from bump to birth. And when she arrived at the birth center, her midwives didn't believe how far she was in labor. And when they finally checked, she was nine centimeters dilated. So it's this is a key part of that mental prep that you can start in pregnancy with along with other strategies from the program, and then you'll also use it in labor. Other bonuses include hospital and home birth bag lists, guest expert interviews on topics that you need to know about from strength training and nutrition in pregnancy to pain meds and induction for birth and the third stage of labor. So that's from when baby is born to when the placenta comes out. Also, there are prenatal strength training workouts, as well as mobility exercises to incorporate into your day to prepare your body for birth. And then in the postpartum modules, there is a six-week postpartum recovery exercise series, which is a game changer for after birth to help you reconnect to your pelvic floor and core, but also increase strength and mobility in your entire body which helps with common aches and pains and gets you back to exercise you enjoy feeling your best. So if you're wanting to join hundreds of other expecting moms and professionals who've gone through the program, you can check it out at bumpedbirthmethod.com. I'll also leave the link in the show notes. Now, regardless of how you choose to prepare for birth, please remember these seven steps. Feel free to go back and listen to those steps again because they really are a game changer for your pregnancy, your birth, and your postpartum experiences. And I would love to hear from you. 
and any questions you have about these seven steps. So as always, you can send me a DM on Instagram, either at Holistic Health Physio or at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast. And it would mean so much if you could send this episode to one of your pregnant friends who wants to be fully mentally and physically prepared for birth, including their pelvic floor. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 